Hey everyone, and welcome to 121 Overload. I am Peter, that is Matt, and we talk about movies on this show. This is our monthly show. This is where we both pick a film that we love, and we put it up for a vote on Patreon. Patreon.com slash TV, and our patrons will vote between the two films. Uh, I had picked the winner of this, this month's film, uh, Coherence, uh, which is what we're going to talk about, which beat Matt's pick of... L.A. Confidential. Uh, that was that one, okay. <laughs> I, I think. I couldn't remember it. What? Well, see, I mean, when I actually right at the end of June, fact, it's actually the 1st of July as we're recording this, um, and I, I can't remember the votes that, that long ago. I can barely remember what's up for vote right now that just finished. Yeah, because um, you have all that TV in your brain. That's it. I can oh, reveal... Things. I mean, th- th- this won't go up until after the post is up on the Patreon anyway, but I can reveal what won the next Overload vote. They just finished in June. Yeah. Um, okay. Two in a row for me, Bubba Hotep is... Oh, cool. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Have you, you've not seen I it, mean, have you? No. I, yeah, okay. I mean, I would love for you to see, say anything finally, but I need to now watch Bubba Hotep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think you'll be mad at that once you've once you've no. watched it. Uh, so that's, that's what's coming on Overload next sometime next month uh, in July. But... Yeah, so we're going to talk about coherence, and we will start spoiler-free, as we always do, and we will give you a warning somewhere in the middle before we don't jump into spoilers. A lot of the plot will be behind spoilers, because it gets very uh, ideas-heavy. So so it's not nearly as bad as Primer, but it's, I would argue, just as heady as Primer. It's a lot more uh, palpable than yeah, Primer Yeah, is. yeah, yeah, because Primer was... About time travel, not that this is about time travel, but it was like a textbook on it where the writer was just like, I'm going to try to lose you, whereas in Coherence, there's other things going on and it's physics, but the creator did a really good job at keeping stuff straight. Keeping it straight and keeping it more in line with uh, the the human element of it, whereas Primer... If you've not seen Primer, it is a movie where after you've watched it, you will need a diagram to try and help you understand what happened in the movie because it's it's that complex. Uh, this is dealing with big ideas. It is a is a low budget science fiction film. Um, Very low budget. Basically set all in a house. Uh, we have eight characters. Uh, all of them are kind of a couple, so there's four couples, and it's a group of friends who are all you know all, all sort of in the middle age, you know late thirties, early forties, in that kind of realm, and they are together for a dinner party on the night of a comet. A comet is passing by overhead. And this comet has some kind of weird effect on the area down below. And, uh, I mean, it's funny, because I was reading the, the, the plot synopsis. Just, what, does that, what does it tell you when you look up the yeah. plot synopsis or something, you know, somewhere? Or, 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 you know, when you're viewing, going through Netflix or whatever, what is the little blurb? What, yeah. How much does it tell you? And all it really tells you is that, oh, the power goes out, and then the only other house in the street with power might have uh, lots of secrets. And that's all it says. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So they were yeah, keeping, that, keeping us close to the chest. All right. That's what it was on Hulu, too. And yeah. had you not told me it was sci-fi, I would have been like, is this is this a horror movie? Oh, yeah, it's a home, home Invaders. Is there, yeah, 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 what's it going? So, but, yeah. yeah, so basically it's a film about... Um, alternate realities and that is all I'll, that is all i'm going to say before we get to spoilers mm-hmm. i don't want to talk about it any more than that uh but that that is that is what it is so that is but not, not like the twilight zone kind of alternate reality way where it's like what if you know i was born in another country this is like save it up, save it i feel this is gonna spoiler territory uh, okay save okay it. okay save it for spoilers. i don't want people to think i just want people to think like lizard creatures are gonna pop up or whatever like it's not that kind of Oh, no, 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 no. It's not very, like that. 
it's very, very grounded sci-fi, if that it, makes sense. It's very grounded. It's a type of science fiction film. It, Primer kind of falls into this to an extent, but there's, there's mm. other examples of it where it just takes an idea and it's more about the the yeah. the discussion of the ideas and the because yeah. I think what I appreciate about low budget sci-fi like this is that. It, it's it's just really inventive with what it has. It doesn't have any yeah. big effects. Or it doesn't have any big like action sequences or anything like that. It just it takes the idea and it explores yeah. it as best it can. Uh, so I'll, I mean I've seen this before, obviously, because I, 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 yeah. I loved it. I picked it. Uh, so I'm curious, Matt. The last question: Did you enjoy Coherence? Oh yeah, this this was a movie that, as it was going and I'm piecing it together. I became the Charlie Day meme, <laughs> and, and Ash is like, "Wait, we have to go back." I was like, "No, no, going back. We're gonna figure this out as we go. Like, we're not gonna rewind. We're gonna act like we're watching it in the theater, and there's no rewind, mm-hmm. you know." So, um, yeah. So even at points where if I watch something like this for the show, she'll call you know like half watch on the iPad, and like or do other things. There's at points where she was like, "Oh man." What was that about? Yeah, yeah she even got in. sucked in. Yeah, so it's so because you know it starts off really casual. It's almost a mumblecore movie with just like, all these friends yeah. like hanging out for this for this dinner, and it's it's one of those things though where every drop of information that was like dropping in this like small talk section of the film, I kept thinking, this all feels like it's going to be important later, like. All these little tidbits are going to be useful later for when we're figuring things out. Even when the first time I was watching it and I wasn't sure exactly where it was going with what it was doing. Yep. Um, I just I got that impression. Um, so, no. Uh, yeah, it's it's a very tight script because when they bring something up, it's going to be brought up later. Like, they're, you, yeah. they're giving you this information to... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like, to inform you... Yeah, 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 To inform you of events later. So... Yeah, and, I, and I like that yeah. a lot when it comes to script writing because it's a very lean script in that way. Yeah, it's very lean. In fact, if I just confirm this, I was looking earlier, but I'll confirm it mm-hmm. if I look again. Uh, the director of this, who also wrote it, uh, he's mm-hmm. actually not directed a film since this. Um, in fact, before this, he hadn't even directed a film either. He'd done a couple of shorts. He's, he's worked on some like video game stuff. Uh, he's actually been doing other stuff. He was on the, in, in the art department on Baby Driver, for example. Yeah. Like he's, he's had yeah, other he's, jobs since. He's primarily a storyboard artist. and he I know he worked on the Pirates movies because one of the shorts was a Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. uh, like tie-in thing that he did just yeah. for fun. His name, uh, so. for the record, is uh, James Ward uh, uh, Burkett. Yeah, yeah that's how I would say it, Burkitt. Uh, so, but no, uh, uh, this is a fantastic little movie. Uh, this is this is exactly the type of thing that I find really inspiring, because this is the sort of thing where if you can grab a good bunch of actors and if you have the talent to write mm-hmm. a good script, you can pull this off for next to nothing. Yeah, he does, like, things that are just straight-up easy filmmaking. Like, as long as he knows where to put the camera, the, that's about it. Like, the rest of it, he can focus on the actors and what they're doing because they shoulder the movie. It's how they're interacting with each other that make the movie work. Yeah, it's just them because if, if, they, if they can't carry if they... Because the whole thing is eight people in a house kind of just debating what weird things mm-hmm. are happening and how they choose to tackle said weird things. And I, I love movies like this where all it really is is a group of people in a room but there's so much plot going on because of what's happening around them. 
but right. it's all theoretical and it's just all kind of happening and well it's not all theoretical it gets less theoretical no. as it goes on but like yeah. it very much begins that if i'm going to critique it if i'm going to like point at it and say oh there's the movie trope there basically i'd, I'd say okay right there's a couple of points where the characters in our group happen to know some information that happens to help us understand what's happening in the movie and it's almost a little bit too coincidental that oh she happened to be reading about comets that day or right. th- whatever like you know i mean maybe that's not too coincidental because she knew there was going to be one, so maybe that's what inspired the looking up yeah. comments. But you know, one character's brother happens to be a physicist, and that kind of is a you know a, another source of information. It's like okay, mm-hmm. these are the movie tropey parts where okay, we just happen to have knowledge of a couple of things because it'll help with understanding the plot. But it's very yeah. forgivable because it does make the film feel very tight, and it never it makes it, it presents its ideas, and you understand what it's playing with as we go. And it gets to a point where you're, you're starting to like guess ahead. And I think I think the film wants you to do that. It wants you to start yeah. to think about wait a minute, what if this has already happened? Or what What if this is already doing this? And... Yep. Yep. Because once, once people start leaving and coming back, and that's when it really kicks off, uh, and you start noticing things that are slightly off, but not like, yeah, you know. So, and, and it always makes me, you know, like, it really leaves it up to the actors there. Because, again, we don't know many of these actors. Like, I was surprised when Nicholas Brendan shows up, and I was like, Dang, Pete, had you told me that Andrew's in this, I would have watched it earlier in the week. Yeah, Nicholas Brendan, who's uh, on the hit television show Roswell. Huh? <laughs> See, Matt guessed that joke because he watched yeah. the movie. So yeah. I actually think this is an intentional little joke. Given that I mentioned this, this deals with alternate realities in some way. Yeah. At one point, Nicholas Brendan's character, Mike, he's uh, there's, there's like one of the women here, uh, uh, Laurie. She, she dated one of the guys before, but she's dating another yeah. guy there now. And she's like kind of the outsider, and she's asking people about what they're doing for careers and stuff. And he mentions he's an actor, and she's like, "Oh, that's cool. Do you do theatre or whatever?" And he says, "Oh, no, I was on a TV show for years, uh, long ago." And she's like, "Oh, what what TV show?" And he's like, "Oh, yeah, I was on Roswell." And I started laughing. I was oh, like, "Because uh, I almost started thinking, apart from the fact that he's named Mike, I was like, is this just meant to be Nicholas Brendan, but in yeah. this universe he was on Roswell instead of Buffy?' Yeah. <laughs> is that the joke?" That's what I thought too. <laughs> well, I expected it to be because, you know, like sometimes they'll play with that um, where they'll talk about like an, if, a, if an actor's playing an actor, they'll try to make their career the character's career. And so, but they'll just change things. So instead of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it'd be like Muffy the Werewolf Killer. Yeah, yeah. And it's super lame. So I really like this instead. And even if that's and even if that's not the, the exact joke, it's just oh it's just funny to say it was on Roswell because yeah. it was like around the same time but not around Buffy. the same time, same yeah. network, right? That was on the same Yeah, so that was WB, yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh I like that a whole lot. That yeah I, I'd forgotten about that joke when I watched this again today and I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about this and it made me laugh all over again. Uh but yeah. So yeah he's the only person there I recognise at all. Yeah. Uh, I don't recognize anyone else, uh, but they're 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 pretty great. Um, and it is again, it's them talking about ideas. It's the camera works very stylized. Uh, it's very almost documentary like. It, it's a lot yeah. of handheld. It's a lot of close ups. There's a lot of getting in and out of focus, which actually kind of works. I mean, if you look at the poster and just the the meaning of the word coherence and yeah. or the idea of being incoherent, for example. Right. So, which is a different than like how we use it with language. Like when something's coherent, it's like solid and it all follows but in physics there's a much different mm. uh connotation to it so once once that comes into play because someone even brings it up the physicist about what all that means and they bring up like schrodinger's cat and, and that which 
people are familiar with, but I see like most representations that I've heard kind of miss on it, and I think this movie nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so no, I, I think the direction is really good. I I, I just lo- I I I love movies like this where like like I say, it's very inspiring to me that. This is done with next to nothing. It's done with just a group of good actors, a good script, and a good director. Mm-hmm. Um, probably shot, I imagine, like a week, maybe two at top tops. Like not a big yeah. shooting schedule. I, it's it's such a simple little movie, but so complex in its ideas and so complex in in what it's working with. Um, and you know, and it is mostly, but there is little, I mean, because it's mostly the the excitement of the plot and what's happening. But there is some good character stuff in there as well, which yeah. uh, it, it kind of explores the you know the idea of things. And I'll, again, I'm saving it for spoilers because that's when it mm-hmm. gets you know uh, to to what we're really talking about. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I am, yeah, I, I think I think I love this even more the second time. It actually holds yeah. up, and it's funny. It's been a couple of years since I watched it the first time, and I almost mm-hmm. want to watch it again soon because I feel like if I watch it again with everything being fresh, I can look for some yeah. specific clues that I want to. Because I, I I didn't remember things well enough to be like, oh, I'm looking for yeah. this and that, and you know. Uh, as I'm watching it, I texted my mother-in-law, who's a bit mm. of a film snob, and was like this is a movie you need to watch. It's on Hulu. Like, let me know what you think. So I'm hoping that she hasn't watched it yet. So like next time she comes over, mm. I can put it on here and I can, you know, give it an all rewatch. Uh, so, but, but yeah, it's, it's one of those ones that I'm, I'm not going to be bothered by watching it again when it's so fresh because you can pick something up probably new every time you watch it. Yeah, there's there's little glances that I was noticing this time. There's little moments here or there that, that I was picking up on, um, and mm-hmm. I like how it opens. It opens with, with um, like arguably the lead character. It's a bit, it's an ensemble, yeah. but there's those you know M Emily. She's kind of the the one mm-hmm. who's maybe the, the closest to the main character. She like she's on her way to the dinner party and she's on the phone, and the phone screen just cracks at random and she's holding it. It's weird, yeah. and it's it's just enough to say hey something's not quite right. Um, yeah. So it's just there's a strange little incident, and you know, it's just the characters feel very natural in how they react to things. Um, no, um, I, I can't recommend that enough. I, I think I feel like inventive little science fiction films mm-hmm. that aren't about firing laser beams or spaceships, and it's just about ideas. Uh, this yeah. is exactly the sort of thing that I love. Um, it was it was really reminiscent of Moon because Moon does a lot of the same oh, things. I, I can see what you mean by that. Yeah, uh, where where it's a smaller story, but set with bigger ideas yeah uh, um but it, it uses its science fiction to explore the characters in a way yeah. that you can't in a, in a normal setting yeah it's it's almost like the sci-fi is the the dressing on it all rather than being like the driver of it yeah i mean i, I think it's maybe more the driver in this case because in, in this particular movie well, so much of, yeah, so, yeah so much of the movie is the puzzle of what's going on and it's yeah. you know kind of that unraveling as it as it as it right. plays out um, and that's, that's, that's and I think that's what's genius about this one is that I think because there's other like philosophical or, or you know theoretical science fiction exploration films that I love like you know me and Connor reviewed Stalker uh, the the Tarkovsky movie uh, you know earlier in the year and we loved that movie but I would never recommend that to you you would hate that that you- no so I, I found this podcast earlier this week and they I, I went back from the beginning and it started in like February mm. so. I'm finding all this stuff that happened earlier in the year, and they're talking about all the Annihilation in one. Oh, yeah. And one of the girls on the podcast goes, yeah, Annihilation made me want to go home and watch Stalker. 
So that's weird that you bring that up because two days ago, almost into this podcast, we were De- talking about that movie. Definite similarities. And I think Stalker's the better movie, although Annihilation is very good. Um, yeah. But because we love Stalker because it is purely it's these three characters and everything they're talking about you don't really see much it's just got this atmosphere because they're bringing up the ideas and it works but that is very like deep into the art house I think what works really well about this movie is I think it completely works for someone just wanting to be entertained as well because it does yeah. have this puzzle element it does well, have the suspense element yeah well yeah it sucked in my wife and she was starting half watching it Yeah. and then you know she had no interest in it and didn't even know what it was about and then what starts stuff happening? Stuff starts happening. It you know pulled in her, and and she's not one for like, like she doesn't like she just likes watching movies for entertainment. Yeah, that's yeah. it. If she gets bored, she stops watching it. So, you know. But yeah, uh, so I think with that we'll give the spoiler warning so we can start actually yeah. talking about the ideas and the plot. Uh, we'll so, step out into the darkness and then come back. Mm, so full spoilers for the episode, uh, for the for the movie rather <laughs> for the episode. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm too stop at TV. Uh, so right, so that dinner party, the power goes out at one point, and they go outside, and there's just one like the entire like you know grids out except one house. Yeah. And like oh, it must be a generator. And eventually, two of the characters, uh, Hugh, who's the older guy who's determined to phone his brother because his brother is the physicist and he's like so yeah. him and Amir uh, they, they go to this other house and they're gone for a little bit and they come back and there's some weird you know little moments and whilst they're gone there's like a mysterious noise outside the house and the others like oh who's there there's someone out there oh it's weird and then a couple mm-hmm. of minutes pass then the guys come back and you know Hugh's got a cut in his head and yeah, like yeah there's a wait, scuffle it's like wait did you guys like knocking that window over at that side right. and because there's another thing uh, like uh, Hugh's wife uh, wife Beth she she's kind of like this like middle-aged fuddy-duddy where she's into feng shui and stuff and she's always talking yeah. about uh, the cam aura of things and right but early on yeah. in the movie she says this is a really good thematic thing she sets up that this door over here is a really bad door and whatever yeah. comes through there might be and that, that that's a theme that plays out throughout the movie is whoever comes through it's, that it's, door is bad yeah it's kind of ominous yeah and and again, had I not known it was sci-fi, I was like, yo, we didn't get ghosts and stuff coming through here? Like, what's up? Uh, yeah. And so this is when the weird stuff starts really happening. And they've got this, this they, bring, they bring back this box. Like, oh, we found this box that was sitting outside this house. Um, I, and the reason why Amir picked it up is because is he thought he saw Hugh put it down. Right? Which, given that, I mean, if you know the rest of the movie, is that there's multiple versions of these characters, so it makes sense. Yep. So they bring it back and they open it and there's photographs of all six of them, or all eight of them rather, and they've yeah. all got numbers in the back of the photographs and there's like an item in there. I think it was an oven mitt uh, or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, "What is this? Why? Why is there our photos here? And why is why are they all numbered?" And what was weird is like, okay, so there's like two sixes, a five, a couple of ones, but no threes. No threes is important. So yeah. like, what do these numbers mean? What is this? <laughs> like, what, what, you know, what is this thing to do with that? So the film is is that. And this, this is what I love about it, is because at this point in the film, and for a good chunk of it, the film is, there's another, co- there's a copy of this house, because a couple of minutes later, Nicholas Brendan, uh, what's his name, Mike, goes Mike. downstairs, because, oh, we have a generator, and he goes downstairs and he gets it running, yep. and then they've got light when no one else around them does, and it's like, oh, okay, and this is where you, st- I think, as you're watching, you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, you've got yep. light now, and the other house had light, what's going on here, and... It's at this point where you, and I think for the, the next half of the movie, you're generally, it, the movie's just about, there's there's two sets of these characters. There's this house, there's the house down the road, and yep. 
they're 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 both like paranoid about each other, right? So because you know, our team mm-hmm. starts to get paranoid. In fact, one of the things I kind of like about the movie is that if our characters never left the house, if they just sat down and just rode out the night, nothing would have happened. Ah. Yeah, and and that comes into play later too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> You've been bathing your cats, Pete? No, but <laughs> I, I think it was a beard here. I don't think it was a cat here. Gotcha. Yeah, um, they trimmed the beard. But yeah, so and and Mike starts putting things together about like that. The wait, that's my house. How are how are the two versions of my house? Like one's at the end of the street, and one's here. Like what, what's up with that? Yeah, because eventually Mike, because like, first it's the two guys, and then. The second time, it's like four, four or five of them yeah. go to the house to try and see what's happening. With, with blue uh, glow sticks. With the guy, that's the thing. When the power cut happened, they get out. It was, oh, we've got some candles. We've got some glow sticks, right? And they, that's you know, and they're still, it's all just kind of a light hearted dinner party. So they're just, just cracking yeah. jokes. Oh, maybe we can pretend we're at a rave or whatever. And it's like they've got, oh, we've got blue, we got green, we got red. And he's like, okay, open the blue box. So they open the blue box, and this is one of the things that it starts like, okay. When we start seeing different versions, this is going to be one of the identifiers as the color glow stick. And it's when they're on the way back from the, 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 the duplicate house, is across the street they say the same group of four people, but they're all holding red glow sticks. They're the exact yeah. same. And both of them stop and stare at each other at the same time, and they both run off back to their house. It was very eerie. There's something about that scene because of the way that the red glow stick people are bathed in shadows. Yeah. Like, it was unnerving to me. So I was like, oh, man. Yeah, but there was also a little bit of comedy because the way that they like the very Scooby Doo, yeah, like oh crap, and then they scramble. So like what, it was a nice balance. What I love about it though is that you know that other side are just feeling the exact same things as our characters. Yeah. Like our set, our our blue squad to call them that. Mm-hmm. Like they they they're paranoid and they're worried about what these other people might be doing to them. But in reality, the other team are saying the exact same things. about this team that like. Yep. You're both yourselves. Stop worrying. Like, calm down. But right. they get very paranoid. Well, again. The, and that's why I wanted to say like, they're they're running into opposite versions of themselves. Where it's like decision making is is the branch that that changes things. So like, there's this theory out in like physics where there's parallel worlds for every decisions you've made. So if you went left one time, there's a parallel when you went right. Oh um, sure, but at this point in the movie though, it's yeah. just these two versions. Right. They don't appear to be any different. They're actually identical. No, but yeah, but so that's that's what when you cut me off earlier. Yeah, is what I meant. Like what I like with this parallel universes or alternate realities. It's nothing like, you know, comic booky where there's like or or even Star Trek where there's a group of them with goatees. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not over you know? the top. I mean, so later on when we find out there's actually lots of copies right there's lots of yeah. universities right that's when it's okay some of them are actually a lot more different because at one point and uh, make references that he, he's quit drinking a long time ago and he, yep. he says oh i wonder if the one over there is still drinking and later on when he comes back and he says he wants a drink i immediately went oh he's, he's not the same mike he's, that's a, that's and a then mike. and then he's like well why why are you drinking he's like well there's a version over me that that is drinking i want to be on the same mindset and I was like, wait, that doesn't make any sense, you know? And then I was like, well, what is going on? And then it it all pulls together once you find out that because, there's multiples at play. Yeah, because when he left to go and, you know, kill the other Mike, because he was worried yeah. that they might come and try and kill them. Because right. this is after, because the, they basically, uh, Hugh's like, oh, there's a book out in my car, or their best, like, there's a book out in your car, your brother uh, left a book. Do you think it may be relevant to what's going on? Like, yeah. And it's, it's a, you know, it's a physics book and it's about gravitation or whatever, but there's some notes in it. He's, he's left some paper in it, there's the notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what brings up the Schrodinger's cat 
thing, and he right. explains to the t- the group. Well, the whole idea of the cat is is that you know, you put a cat in a box with with poison, and so once the the the, the lid's shut, you know you, you you know regular physics would say there's there's two probabilities: either the cat's alive and he's not drinking the poison, or he drank the poison and he's dead. But right. quantum physics and showing this cat whole thing is is that until you open the box, both it's exist. Both alive. Yeah, yeah, it's both alive and dead. So then, when you start thinking about all the other possibilities of these realities, until they go and start walking through the darkness, they're existing in both at the same time. If that makes sense, because they are in that box. Um, I don't know about that. Because that's what the Schrodinger principle is all about. Is it's it's. Oh um, no, yeah, no, it is, it is. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, no, so, but, no, but I don't think they create it by going out of the darkness, Matt. I don't, that's not no, how it works no, in the movie. But, but you're not sure until you observe, and that's what that whole point is. Until we make the decision to look, then it's that's what it is. So the fact that they went out and to go look what was going on, that's when it starts. Oh, that's not that's not the, what they're getting at. That's not why they're talking about Schrodinger's cat, that's, Matt. That, well, that's what I took from it by the end of the movie. No, no, because it, because what what it brings up in the characters is the worry that when the comet finally passes and this that whatever it's doing ends, the only one will exist from there on out because that's when the lid comes off. Like right now, they're all in the box. Like all the different versions of them are in the box. Right, right, right. And you have to get that settled all throughout. Yeah. But I also the idea that there was all the different realities being created. Was because they were going in. Well, no, because they, they already so, existed. Because these the second set that comes and knocks on the window is uh, already ahead in the timeline. Our group aren't the first ones to do anything. Right. Well, because then there's a whole other like as we find out throughout the movie, a certain character goes through and sees all these different ones where different things have happened. Yeah, and, and they're all at different stages of the story. Right. And just like how we find this box early on, uh, right. you know, with the stuff in it, our characters, our group don't get to that until much later, where they make their own box. Right. So, right, right. so they're all existing, they're all happening. Um, uh, and the way I was kind of thinking of it is, it's not so much that, like, that all of them are going to cease to exist, even though that's what Mike thinks, and that's why he starts thinking about killing the other Mike. And that's why, yeah, he's, he starts to panic. Yeah. And whatnot. Um, yeah, yeah. Because the fact that the other ones were existing before now, which is something the characters never really kind of think of, to me right. says that these are these are all realities that exist, and just while the comet was passing... They, they intersect. They intersect, and they all right. exist together, and they can cross over. Because that's the thing. They, they say, oh, there's that dark area out there in the street, and whenever you walk through that, you're crossing over into another, an, right. another reality, right, with another and that's how I just took it from, again, I'm, I'm going to base this off of comic books and other things, that these are just, uh, I guess it's a crux is the right term. Or what's, what's a term for, like, when there's multiple crossroads? Like, it's, it's in there. Multiple crossroads. Uh, yeah. So, like, it's a, it's not a vortex, but someone's going to know what I mean. But, like, <laughs> they, they all intersect at a certain point, and that's what these black, areas are that's what the darkness is and then as the comet's passing so i'm imagining them as they're all kind of moving yeah and then as the comet passes over they shift back into their regular for, for those like yeah yeah, yeah. Them, making hand gestures they cross back into their realities and now so they're almost like ships passing in a night where they get so close that you can jump from one ship to the other but once they get so far you can't yeah back yeah. to another ship that there we go god yeah, what's yeah, that yeah. called ah <sighs> It's not interdimensional. It's, I'll figure it out later. 
I'm not even sure what you're going for, but I don't know if you need another term. I feel like you've, you've explained No, that. I know the term. I've heard it before, but because <laughs> lack of sleep, my uh, recall's super off. But, so. yeah, so, so, and some of my, my favourite scenes in this, actually, is uh, later on, uh, they hear a, a, a smash, like one of the one of the cars outside does a, a smash, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, that, that sounds like one of the cars, and it's Hugh's car, and they actually think whoever was breaking into it was trying to get to the book, because at one point after right. they found the book, they had this plan to go to the other, you know, group's cars and steal the book, so they would never know about the, 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 the book and the physics What's and going on? be able to right. explain it to themselves better. Uh, they don't actually go through with it, but they they speculate that's why this is. But the scene I love out here is they all check their own cars again afterwards, and Emily goes to her car, and she goes in the in, into the car, and she pulls it like this little cheap ring, and we find out this was something that uh, that Kevin won for uh, a fairground uh, one day. It was some romantic day right. they had together, and she comes out, and he's there, and he's like, "Oh, hey, you okay?" And she she you know she's like, "Oh, I remember the fair day I got this thing. Oh, it's kind of cheesy." And he's like, "Yeah, I know it's cheesy." Um, and then she says, oh, how was your car? Like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you know, we're checking a lot of cars because that one got smashed. And he just stares at her and they both realise that they're from different realities. They both realise mm-hmm. they're not from the same group. And she just backs away. And what I love about this is that they're so loving and touch- touchy and they, 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 you know, they're, they're at peace with each other. And then the second yeah. they realise, they back away. Um, and I, I think part of this movie is the fear of facing yourself. Like the idea mm-hmm. of facing what you could have been, or or facing your own mistakes, and so much of that comes up. Because at one point, Mike has this plan where he's going to blackmail the other version of himself so that they don't try anything, and he slips in a note about an affair he had with Hugh's wife Beth like yeah. twelve years ago. And later on in the movie, sure enough, the same note passes under their door, <laughs> and they have this confrontation. This is actually right towards the end of the movie before before Emily like mm. goes away and does her little adventure, but. Like throughout the movie, there's all these little moments. There's there's the there's the moment where you realise Hugh and Laurie have the red glow sticks because and yeah. watching it this time, I was paying close attention to this. Is when they talk about seeing them with the red glow sticks and they all start talking about how the fact that they've got blue ones. Hugh and Laurie like share this glance. There's a glance between right. them, and then it's later on after they've been debating for a while where they finally get alone together and they're like. They pull out the red glow sticks and like shit. And again, at this point, it's still just the, the idea that there's just the red and the blue. And then we find right. out that there might be more because because eventually the at least what we think is the original Hugh and Laurie or Hugh Hugh sorry not Laurie Hugh and uh, Amir come back. Okay. Hugh and Amir come back and like oh this is the house we were from, but he's got a different uh, plaster a bandaid right because again when they were putting that bandaid on him, she says oh do you want the regular one or do you want the stitched one. And he went, oh, right. shoot, the stitched one, whatever. And then later on, he comes in, yeah. yeah, he comes in with a regular one. And it's like, okay, right, so we know this is not the one who gets patched up. But the one who got patched up, of course, was the the, the, the red glow stick team. Like, he was the imposter, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, right, so they're, they're back in the team. And then they're like, wait, no, we didn't leave a note. What are you talking about? What note? And then eventually it's like, wait, we've got four of these notes. Like, we, the one we were writing, the one that showed up in the door, you brought this one back with you, like... There's more than two sets, and that's when they start to think about all the the possibilities. And someone calculates that uh, there's like at least five million, like you know, yeah. possible groups, right? Because it's like okay, right. So we have to come up with an identifier to make sure we can get back to the same house. And mm-hmm. we're going to make this box. We're going to put our photographs in, and we're going to just roll a dice for each person, and whatever number you get in that dice is what goes on the back of your phone. Mm-hmm. And right. She, they, they do it and they get the list of numbers they put it in the box 
Amir brings up the idea of the uh, the you know, on the internet when you have to confirm you're not a robot and you get the uh, the little image of somebody the, typing what it is. Yeah. So, so which of these are numbers? You know, and it's like yeah. a, it's a, it's like a, a, a yeah, it's not a super encryption, but it's a, an encryption like a unique. Yeah. So sometimes encryption. it's uh you'll see it, it's like oh identify the image here that's a bot and you have to pick the yeah. boat and whatnot. So it's basically, okay, let's put something like that in. Let's just pick something in. Like, uh, and they all suggest different things because obviously they saw one earlier and they end up putting, I think, like a coaster in this one. And it's like, okay, that's right. fine. And we, you know, we wrote the numbers in, in blue because we are the blue glow sticks, right? And all mm-hmm. these make sense. And it's the idea is that you see the, the object. Okay, if the object matches, then you can check the color. If, you check, if the color matches, then check the numbers. Is it the numbers that you remember of seeing? And this is when it gets really wacky because she checks the uh, like the because when they got the first box and they, they had all these mysterious photographs with the numbers, she wrote them all down. And mm-hmm. of course, she also noted in that scene that that was her handwriting, and she she couldn't explain that. And she's looking at them, and like, and she she's like, "Oh, do you remember what number you got?" And do you remember what number you got? And she looks at the the old set of numbers that she wrote down from the previous photos, and there's two threes. And I immediately went. There wasn't any threes. That was like a big deal. They said, right. that's weird. There's no threes. Why is there no threes? And I'm like, right. and I'm like, wait a minute. When she left with three of the others to go and check the house, when they came back, they didn't come back to the same house. They've been in a different Ooh. house this entire time. As the audience, when we went with them to the other house, we didn't come back to the same house. No. And then they're like, okay, so what do you remember getting? What do you remember getting? And she's like, okay, the only people who are actually still in the same house is, uh, is uh, Lee... And Beth, because they're the because only they ones ever left. left. But and they're also the only numbers that match the original numbers in, right. in both sets. And it's like, oh dear, we've all. And this is when it really blows up, and they're all like, oh wait, so yep. you're not here. You you belong somewhere else. Uh, Mike doesn't even belong here, because because then she says, okay, w- when we got the box at first, what was the eight a minute? And like, oh, we got a ping pong like uh, bat. Oh, we got a. Right. We, we got a yeah. um, was oven, one? Mitt. oven mitt, and then there was another one. Stapler was one, yeah. and it was like shit. We're from like at least four different houses. Like we're, this isn't right. even just like at this point, it's like oh, we've completely like switched around and messed it, up. Yeah, it's it, it would be like taking like six different colors of M and M's and putting them in a jar and then shaking it up, and then pulling six out. Yeah, and these are the the this is what you get, you know, each time. Yeah, and that's where it started getting to the point where I was like, oh, oh, okay, so how are we going to fix this? And my answer to that, Matt, is you can't. Like, I immediately said, like, yeah. the chances of you getting back to the same house is, and that was even Art. the thing, is when Hugh checks yeah. that on his phone and he, like, he works out the calculations, like, oh, there's, got, there's yeah. at least this many calculations, and she looks at him like, wait a minute, his phone cracked, like hers did at, right. at the dinner table. It's like, oh, wait, mm-hmm. he's not the same Hugh as well. And they use all this to like confirm everything later, uh, and I, this is right before uh, Emily leaves off for the ending sort of portion of the film. And I, I think it's important right. to go back and talk about how good the character work is here because mm-hmm. throughout the film, like we see that she's quite good in good place with Kevin. He wa- he has to right. go away to I think it was Vietnam for work for a few months, and he wanted right. her to come with and live with him at least for a month, right? So they weren't just separate the whole right. time. And she she was kind of weird about it. She didn't want to let it go. She like has her own things here and so on, and. Over the course of the film, you know, maybe like uh, like Laurie maybe flirts with him a little bit. There's several points where like they're trying to console each other, but it's kind of awkward, and they're looking at the photo. Because the big thing for me is is that scene where she puts on the ring and she has that cheesy kind of lovable moment with the other Kevin from the other the other reality. Yeah, and he's like really receptive, and he's like, oh yeah, you're cheesy, and he's smiling in the hug, and he's very loving. She comes back to the house, and when he's like, oh hey, where were you? 
and he just looks kind of miserable. And she's like, "Oh, I got the ring from the that day at the fair." And he's like, "Okay," and he just goes back to what he was doing. Yeah. And I'm like, "She's almost jealous of this other Kevin." She's like, "Oh wait, I want to be in that world. I want to be there." Right. And throughout the, the the rest of the film, like they, they, they deteriorate more and more, and it gets to the point where the, her entire group of friends that she's left with towards the end of the film are all at each other's throats. She wants right. to punch Mike because he slept with his wife, and everyone else knew about it, and he didn't know. Um, right. uh, you know, the others are because I think the other thing that told her she was wasn't in the same Look. reality is at the start of the movie. Because um, that Lee and Mike's house, right? And Beth yeah. says, "Oh, I really like this little vase you've got." Uh, on the windowsill right. and she's like oh yeah I got it from this shop oh I, I love that place yeah I do later on they have that exact same conversation in front of in front of Emily and she's like wait I've heard this already they, they didn't have that yeah. conversation the first time in this reality so like, totally. yeah so she'd like slip back to her she'd like slip back in time and something's not right mm. um, also there's that story early on where they're talking about like this the, this case where a woman had come back uh, home and tried to kill her husband because it wasn't her husband. Siberia, I think, was it? Yeah, something. It was happened. a comet over Siberia, and yeah. it's funny. I think the first time I watched this, this story was like, "Whoa, what happened here?" But after the end of the movie, it makes complete sense. Uh, is she a woman claimed that the man in her house wasn't her husband? But when the police came, it's like, "No, that's your husband." She's like, "No, it's not." And she's like, "No, it couldn't be my husband. I killed him two days ago." <laughs> yeah. But they couldn't and arrest like, her because the husband was standing right there. So was alive. Yeah, so it's like, well, no, this woman's crazy. And then once you start thinking about if this has ever happened anywhere in the world again, like what had happened at that point that had led to, to all this coming in? And yeah, man, super cool ideas at play here. Yeah. So over the course of the film, the deteriorate and deteriorate, and this one's happy group of friends. No, admittedly, they've kind of mixed and matched, and it's not because you know the Mike is definitely this worst Mike. Like you know, Mike yeah. for the first half of the movie is this really nice, like cheery guy, and you know, really yeah. likable. And then, he, then we get the drunk Mike back, and it's like, oh, now he's this miserable asshole. So, so you know all the stories about Nicholas Brendan getting drunk in, oh, yeah. in hotel lobbies. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he went straight up from being early season Nicholas Brendan to late season. Like that was Brandon. that was the real Nicholas Brendan who was on Buffy who came through yeah. the door the second time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah everyone and, and whatnot. And then wasn't there also a thing with Laurie and Kevin because they used to date? And there's a scene with them, like making out and stuff. Um, hey, you talk about the scene where she kind of like, oh, if, if, she, if you know, like, if 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 Emily's yeah. hesitating about going with you, maybe she doesn't love you really, and she kisses. Yeah. Him. Yeah. 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 And so that that also after the movie got me thinking like, so is there a reality where they're together? I think there was because you know? uh, at the end when yeah. Emily's walking through all the different realities, you see one where yeah. they're hugging, you know, they've got their arms right. around each other. So uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. There is. so like it got me all thinking about that and about trading around and yeah but yeah because because uh, what i'm getting at here is that throughout the course of the film her relationship with kevin is breaking down and getting worse and worse right. and the entire group of friends who are a really happy group of people at the start are getting worse and worse because they keep doubting themselves they keep being paranoid about the others which are actually themselves it's almost like the group actually having to all face their individually worst like ideas of themselves yeah. and uh, and so on is kind of making them all worse and worse and she eventually just like goes into the state, and so the, the the movie's so absent of music. It's it's got some really atmospheric, low key stuff, yeah. but it's very absent of any sort of traditional music throughout the 
majority of the film and, until Emily decides to just leave this world behind and she walks away mm-hmm. and the music kicks in and we get a montage of her choosing to go through the darkness multiple times into different worlds and you know she looks in at one window and she sees like earlier on kind of this, a similar scene of her looking stressed at the table we see another right. one where again we see Mike fighting we see one where there's two Mikes tied up to a chair at the same time yeah. and it's like okay so in this that world they got good. really bad so do you think they brought in his real twin to shoot that or do you think those camera trickery? Oh, they might have done, yeah. I don't know. I, I, it's, yeah. it's funny, though, because I feel like... It's so easy to do the effect where you just have both... You know, just have yeah, Nicholas no, Bradley both, it, probably the not. The fact that I know that he has a twin, I just wanted to, you know, throw yeah. it out there for, to be fun. But that's the thing, though, like... Like, as, as they've gotten older, Nicholas Brendan's put on some weight. So I, I just wonder, yeah. has the twin also put on some weight? Or... Yeah. Or is he still at the same shape? I mean, I'm not shaming Nicholas Brennan here. I'm just saying, like, no. he's physically well, different. You, know, you, age and, and, you age and it happens. It's harder to yeah. take off weight, you know? Yeah, but, but yeah. like, does his brother have the same thing? Is, is his brother, like, a, a like a, an avid cyclist and therefore is really fit in comparison? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I had a twin that was gaining weight. I'd use that as an excuse to be like, no, I gotta stay close with my brother. Like, we're going to Taco Bell. Let's jump in the car. <laughs> what if you had a brother who was getting fitter and fitter? Well, we, we've had that, and we try to one-up each other, and <laughs> I start I start lifting weights, he starts doing jiu-jitsu. So, you know, granted we're not twins, and there's eight years difference, but still, you know, <laughs> the competition's there. <laughs> yeah, so, so we have her wandering through, like, all these different realities, and she eventually, like, gets to one, she looks in, and they're not fighting, they're not being paranoid about what's going on around them, they just stayed in the house, they, they seem to be just sitting, drinking around the fireplace, chatting, yeah. and more specifically... Uh, her and Kevin, like the other her and Kevin, are like you know got their arms around each other. They look very happy, very cheery, and she actually is the one in this this reality who smashes a car window. And they all come outside, and this other Emily goes into her car to get the ring, just like she did, and she sneaks up behind her and grabs her. And, and I'm like, where is this going? I know, and it's funny because obviously at this point you're like, okay, she wants another, she doesn't like this one, she wants to find a better one where she's happy, right. where everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. And she's going to steal it. But of course the subject comes up, yeah, but what about the Emily from this world? Like, how is she going to deal with that? And and it's something something that Mike said earlier is that, you know, there's all these worlds around here, you you know, we're the cat of the poison, but what what if we're the bad version? What what if we're the, the, the we're all dead version? Not Not literally, but what if yeah. we had a negative outcome? Well, it's it's like it's like community, the darkest timeline. Yeah, it's like what yeah. if we what if we are the worst possible outcome? What if the other versions are better and should live on? And I'm like, right. in doing this, Emily is basically like becoming a killer, and it's like, oh well, now you are the one who doesn't deserve to like continue. You're like now you are right. the one who shouldn't be in the Denise world. Um, well, she's the one. Uh, you can also look at it. She's the one that's taking her fate into her hands here by like, no, I deserve this. So. How she decides to go along with it, it's not what I would have done, per se. But hey, because she, she's you know she she knocks her out because uh, there's, there's a plot point in the film where uh, uh, Beth brought like this like little concoction that she had. It, it, was, it was like a it was a bunch of different things, but it ended with ketamine. So everyone's like, what horse right. tranquilizer? Like, you're giving us what? Yeah. Uh, but she uses that to like knock her out, chloroform style, and. Then she goes inside, and she's all lovey-dovey with Kevin, she's all happy, and then, like, this world's, like, Emily starts crawling into the house, and she has to, like, you know, go into the bathroom, and, like, she actually has to, like, you know, properly fight her, 
Um, okay. And clearly she's shit at killing people because obviously the movie ends with the Emily from this world calls this Kevin and Kevin like hears her and he's like, he looks back at this, you know, our, our Emily from the movie and he's like, right. huh? And it cuts to black and that's when it goes to the credits. Yeah. But it's the idea that Emily tried to cheat this. Emily tried to like get the happy life by cutting corners, and it's it's going to blow up in her face. And I yeah. love that she's basically going to become this world's version of the story she told about the the woman, the the, the husband who died. It's like where yeah. no one is going to be able to explain this. Like everyone's going to be confused. Yeah. Why is there two right. of her all of a sudden? And why is she trying right. to kill herself? <laughs> yeah. See how I would have dealt with it as I would have taken the the Emily from that one, and while she's knocked out, pushed her through the darkness. Ah. Right. You don't know where she's going to show up, but you know that she's probably not going to make it back. I mean, I, I think she's figured everything out. I like that plan. I think my yeah. only problem with it is the movie makes it very vague as to what this darkness is beyond just a, like a, a yeah. section of darkness. I don't know if there's like a definite like line where she could get to and safely yeah. stay on that side and be like push you through. Yeah. You know, well, like I'm just pushing the darkness and that's it. See you later. Like, I guess what you'd you know, do is you'd put it in the car, take off the brakes, and then just roll the car towards it. Roll through it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just so it keeps going. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. could do that. You could do that. But yeah. She, she was... By the way, the, the word I was looking for was nexus. There uh, you go. Yeah, so it finally came to me yeah. uh, as we were talking for, about That would have sounded really smart if you said it at the time, but the, the extra 25 minutes of thinking about it. <laughs> I know, but still, I figured it out. And I had to let people know. Yeah, so. no, I, I got you. Uh, <laughs> God, no, I love, and I love the way the, the posters in this... Uh, for the movie deal with this because there's one there's a couple of, there's one that's all the glow sticks and there's like it's all blue but there's just one red and I was like, I, that's cool okay. there's another one that I like where it's just on the table and it's all the different items there's, a, there's the, the ping pong paddle there's the stapler there's the like, just the various items that are in it's just, I like the subtlety of the, the posters because you're like oh what does that mean why, why is there these items <laughs> like yeah, I'm, I'm going to look these up because I only saw the one that was on the wiki article and it's the two Emily's kind of in a yin and yang well, I've never seen that one yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so one's up. Oh, okay, I see these now. Yeah, I, I, I really like the I really like the glow stick one. The glow stick one looks pretty cool. They almost look like chromosome things too, like yeah. like what you see in in genetic stuff. Oh, yeah, cool. and it also explains why when Mike comes back, he's still got a blue glow stick because if there's right. five million, each third has to be the same because only three colors. So you know, right. one point seven million is going to be blue, one point seven million right. is going to be red, and so on. So, yeah, no, it makes complete sense. Uh, no, uh, I just want to know how this movie slipped through me never hearing about it till I only heard about like- it uh, a couple of years ago, uh, just by chance. <laughs> someone mentioned it on a podcast, um, and it sounded great. And I was like, I need to find this. I need to track this down. And it was like a delightful find. It was like, oh, this is a gem. Well, this is actually a great yeah. little movie. Um, it's, it's so inventive. It's that. The way it bounces around the idea is, and it's the characters realizing, okay, first of all, there's copies. Then, secondly, all these little clues are like, okay, these people are from a different house, and these people are from a different reality, mm-hmm. and oh, we're all from different realities. And I think it's the moment where Emily realizes is that she's not even in the house she started in. That's me, like, oh right. shit, because like I say, she's kind of the closest we've got to a protagonist, and that's who we go with at the end. So yeah. that's who we started the movie with. So her realizing that she's not in the same place we started in is us realizing we're not in the same place we started in because we we right. started in the house with her. So we're like, oh, this isn't our house either. We're not an alien no. place. And it yeah, puts yeah. in those shoes. It's really, really effective how it handles that. Yeah. So there's this really cool minimalist one that has, um, like, the comet at the center mm. and then a bunch of, like, diverging lines. And then the top half are red 
and the bottom half are blue, so it looks like it's going from a cooling. Ah. So, had I seen a poster like this, I would have no idea until you watch it. Like, what is actually going on in that poster? Because yeah. it's actually the it's moment cool. uh, when she... She, when she goes in and takes over the other Emily's life in the house, mm-hmm. they go out and look at the comet again, and they see it explode into parts. And it's like, oh, this is the end of it. Yeah. This is this is the end of this yeah. this phase. Yeah. Um. And she actually, you know, she wakes up the next morning in the house because she faints actually, and they, they put her on the couch, and she wakes up the next morning. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was just this slow build of like, are they going to find this other Emily? And it turns out she's still alive. And she she calls Kevin. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> and he gives that look too. He sells that look so well. And it's like I she came here because she was she hated how her Kevin was looking at her now, and she wanted the yeah. loving like look in the eyes back, and it went from that to the Kevin she doesn't like instantly because oh wait now there's two Emilys at the very least, oh. I, I mean I'm sure they'll debate between them a little bit. No, I'm the real Emily. No, I'm the real Emily. Well, it's like oh sweet irony, so it almost felt kind of like although it couldn't be Black Mirror because there's a lack of technology at play, feels like a really good episode. Uh, Black Mirror. I could see that, yeah. yeah. Like, if instead of a so, comet, it was like a, an electronic box that did this, it could well, easily be Black Mirror. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, like, I like I like that. Um, something else I was going to bring up, and I can't remember. So, you know. But no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. This is probably the I've liked the most out of the ones that you've picked. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, no, I. This is one where, as I was watching, because you know, it starts off, and I'm like, okay, I'm liking how low key this is, I'm liking how this is, but is the ending going to pay off? Is it going to do things that, you know, when it, when it, you know, okay, I'm liking the mystery, I'm liking the build of all these little clues and how they're, they're eventually lining up and the numbers, the colors, all the all the little signifiers. But I'm like, okay, but how's it going to end? How is it going to land it, land it for me? And you know, harking off into the different things and it, it, it being the build up of her realizing she wants a better version of her life and going into the different realities to pick one. I thought it landed all that for me perfectly. And mm-hmm. um, no, uh, so I, 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 this is a great little. This is like one of the best low budget sci fi movies in the last decade. It's great. Oh, easy, easy. Yeah. And you know, you could also theoretically do it almost like a play because it's so locked into one location. Like, yeah, um, with the possible exception of being like doubles for some characters. Yeah, but but I'm, you know, but I'm sure there's ways to do that with with stage direction and and little things. You know what I mean? Because very rarely do you see two of them at the, on the screen at the same time, except for when Mike's tied up against them, and then Emily. You know, that's really the the only ones that mm. prove to be problematic. But I think that's just how well the story's told. Because he really takes advantage uh, of his, you know, what he had to, to film this with, basically. Yeah, also, the, so. the pacing is flawless. The, it yeah. moves at such a good pace. Like, it, mm-hmm. it takes about 10 minutes for weird stuff to start happening. It you know, gives you 10 or so yeah. minutes just to, like, get to know the characters, understand who they all are. Because, you know, it, it sets things up. It's like, okay, so uh, Emily and Kevin are a couple. They've got this little, th- you know, this little weight over the top of their heads right now because of the whole trip. And, you know, Laurie's date Kevin. It's kind of awkward that she's bringing up stories. Because there's, there's that moment where she brings out, like, oh, yeah. I've got a photo of Kevin in my purse. Like, wait, what? Why? It's like, oh, no, I, yeah. I wrote my, my social security or whatever in the back of it, and I needed, and I just, it's been in there since, and everyone's like, that's weird. Yeah, that's really weird. Um, <laughs> it's just like that. And, you know, it sets up the, you know, the best, the, the, the kind of, I don't want to say hippie-ish, because she's not that bad, but, like, just, you know, she's a bit more of the, right. the you, know, you can tell she reads a lot of uh, uh, magazines and books about, like, you know, subjects that most of us ignore, but she, like, she, she's yeah. into it. It's her hobby. Um... Mm. 
you, you get a good sense of who all the characters are. Some are more important than others, I think. Um, but they, they all play their part. Uh, play their part well. Um, yeah. But no, it's a wonderful puzzle of a film, uh, and I highly recommend checking it out. So I, I guess we will uh, give the give the give the ratings uh, mm-hmm. out of ten. What are you giving it, Matt? Oh, this is a nine. This is yeah, solid nine. I concur. I I uh, I'd give it a nine as well. I I think yeah. I think last time I might have given it an eight or an eight point five, but I, I think yeah. watching it again and seeing how well it holds up in a, re- a repeat viewing mm-hmm. and just if anything, be more into it because I'm I'm like I understand what's happening from the get go, so I'm paying attention to the the the, right. the, the, the hints and the details even more. Uh, it's a rewarding repeat repeat viewing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So that that is coherence uh, is fantastic. So if you've watched the, the spoilers here you listened to the conversation for the spoilers uh, still mm-hmm. worth checking out because it works in a second viewing anyway uh, yeah but easy go for it uh, check it out so that that's coherence that, that is this month's 121 overload well it's June's overload uh, we're actually a day late but hey ho yeah uh, sorry better, better, better than last last month where we were like a week late so yeah. you know veering back into in, in correction uh, but yes yeah, so that is that's coherence so let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments below um, we don't know right now we're, we're about to decide what the, the next overload vote is going to be for patrons uh, yeah. so if you're a patron uh, over at patreon.com slash mailfuzztv uh, that'll be going up sometime within the next few days if you want to go check out uh, what the new vote is along with the votes for Influx and Streams After Midnight of course and do remember as well that me and Connor had an extra vote this past month because we we passed a goal on Patreon. We passed one hundred and fifty dollars, and because of that, yeah, yeah. we are going to have to watch an Uva Bowl film. And patrons got to vote on which Uva Bowl film we're going to do. Um, and I think Tim offered to join us for that because he just likes the idea of watching an Uva Bowl movie. Because <laughs> yeah. Tim's weird. Um, but yeah, so so your vote will be up. Uh, let us know what you thought of the movie. Comment in the comments below if you've seen it. Like and subscribe. All the usual stuff. Go over to Patreon if you want to support us. Uh, if not, obviously all the other stuff helps support us as well. Uh, but that is us. So thank you very much for for watching. Uh, I, I've, I I like to try and recommend something else. I will say the third season of The Expanse just finished, and me and Connor reviewed every episode as well as all the episodes of season yeah. one and two. Uh, that show has done nothing but get better since it started. Season three was uh, fantastic, so much so yeah. that when we were picking our favorite episode of the week uh, just earlier a few days ago, and um, we both picked the finale over Westworld's finale. Uh, well, yeah, but I've heard some really not so good things about Westworld the finale. So well, no, but we both liked that a lot. Like so. Yeah, but critically, so I, I definitely can see how you'd pick Expanse over... It's, it's definitely divisive, Westworld. but I, I don't think it has any bearing on which one we'd pick. I mean, if we if we agreed with the negative complaints about Westworld, then sure, but we... Alright. But we, we didn't. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, we, we picked Expanse, uh, both of us. Uh, and Connor especially has yeah. been picking uh, picks Westworld all the time, so that, w- that was notable. That was notable. So he's, he's actually had time away from watching World Cup to watch things? Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, here's, here's a bit of good news, Matt. The finale of the World Cup, not that they call it a finale in sports, I don't think, but that's just me. Um, Championship but, game, but still, it's the finale, it's the last one. Is, uh, that takes place like just before we record comics, but that's the week he's missing comics, so we don't have to hear about it, and I am delighted by that fact. Uh, don't count me out, though, because you just made a mistake. Well, I'll shoot you down, Matt, don't you worry. Shoot you down, I'll, oh, I'll mute you. I'll just mute you until you're no, ready to fine. talk comics. That's uh, 
But yeah, that's Overlord, but we're tangent. Uh, so thanks very much for uh, watching or listening, uh, as always. We always appreciate it. Uh, keep watching yep. movies, guys. We'll see you next time. And I don't have an outro for this one. I, I, I ended on an influx that suggested a final sentence, and I don't have a final sentence for this one, Matt. What do I say? What do I say? Movies, I know, things. All I know is I have a blue glow stick. I don't know. I don't know what yours is, but mine's blue. I have a green glow stick. That wasn't even <laughs> in the movie. Like, who, who, what, were the, what were the greens like? We never saw a green.